0: Welcome to the Dorothy House Podcast. My name is Anne Montague. I'm the psychological lead for Dorothy House in the family support team. In the upcoming podcast, I'm going to be speaking to members of the family support team who are going to explain something about the work that they do and why it is so fundamental to our patient and family care at Dorothy House. I think all of us know the benefits of having some creativity in our lives, of having the opportunity to create things, whether it's painting or writing or photography. What we might not think of is the benefits of creativity when it comes to palliative care. And today, we're going to talk to Ros Gardner in the creative therapies team at Dorothy House about the many benefits that creativity can bring to patients and families. So today, I am going to talk to Ros Gardner, who is the head of creative therapies at Dorothy House. I'm sitting with Roz in her beautifully sunny art room, surrounded by amazing things. and Roz tell me something about that because for a lot of people the idea of an art room and creative therapies doesn't quite go with a hospice so tell me something about you what you do and the kind of things that you offer to patients and families well there are
1: two of us here dorothy house working in creative arts there's me Roz, and my colleague bethan and we offer quite a range of artistic activities to patients and bereaved and carers actually. Uh, We can do this in different ways. One of the ways is through the day patient unit where we have patients coming in and we all sit around a table and we might do pottery we might do watercolors or silk painting or mosaic it's very very varied and the benefit of that is first of all when you get around a table it's quite relaxed and informal and patients not only learn a new skill and feel like they're doing something with their day but they also are able to Talk about what's going on with them in a less formal way than perhaps counselling would offer. Some people find that the peer support is invaluable to them, where they can share what's going on and actually discuss tips on on how to help themselves if they've got problems with fatigue or anything like that. It also offers a distraction. For some people, they get so absorbed in what they're doing, then they are really relieved from pain I actually had a lady this week and in quite a lot of pain and we got her doing acrylic painting and by the end of that she said I am without pain like it was a revelation she had got so absorbed in it and um, that sort of worry and mental pathway of pain had been relieved at least for that hour and um, she felt really good going home besides the day patient unit we also offer something called creative keepsakes this service involves usually a family can be one-to-one coming in a patient and their family or a bereaved family if it's a patient and their family we are looking at trying to get the family to be working together to be talking together we do that usually through making the family bars. I can see one
0: of them sitting there do you want to describe it for me?
1: Yes it's it's got pictures of holidays. It's got a a little tennis racket. It's got an art palette. It's got pets on it. It's got some names on it. What people tend to do with the family bars is if they're a patient in family, they talk about, they, they think about Memories they shared together, so they're actually making a memory while they're doing it. But they're also revisiting fun memories about their family. What can happen with keepsakes is the patient can get poorly, and sometimes does die within the process of the six weeks that we we offer this service. And then the making of the vase or completing the vase becomes part of the process of closure, if you like. It's part of the grieving process. It's part of the bereavement process. Um, uh, sometimes there's a bit of a gap, but families come back in and feel that they are able to talk about what's happened. It gives them that space. It gives them an opportunity to sit in an uninterrupted space so that everyone can kind of see where everyone's understanding is about what's happened. And that's yeah, actually so- true of, with the patient or with the bereaved. It's about assessing where someone's understanding it. It can be very important when there's younger children there who might, might bottle things up or might make their
0: own sense out of it. So it's an opportunity to talk. So it it's, sounds as though the creative arts are therapeutic on so many levels in that ne- they enable people to talk comfortably, which they, they might have found difficult. But all of those layers that you were talking about, the distraction, the acquiring a new skill, the being together and that that amazing thing of creating an object which captures their lives together.
1: Yes, and I I think as well, families do sit round a table, but it's not as common as it used to be. And there's Mm. something about sitting round together without interruption that allows things to come to the surface. When we we have a family in, I'm very clear with the, the parent or parents who are coming in with their family, that we are not going to be instigating any conversation. They're in control of that particular session but what might happen is a parent might want to discuss difficult stuff and they might want support when they do that and I will support them with that conversation that they want to have while they are making and doing in one of our creative sessions
0: what I can also see on the shelf behind you Ros is a really beautiful hand cast with three hands together can you tell me something about that
1: Yes, we do hand casts. This is very popular. It's for a patient and a loved one or sometimes it can be with a family. They're very beautiful objects in their own right and people sign up to this for for different reasons. One particular story I have where you can see the value of of, of having done the hand cast happened a few years ago. There was a little girl on the inpatient unit and and mummy was pretty poorly. And we did a hand cast. The little girl wasn't quite three, actually. And several years later, this little girl came with her dad to one of our keepsake sessions. Dad was absolutely wonderful because he kept mummy's memory alive. And they were making cards for her and Christmas decorations to put on the tree. And then she just said to me, I've got a sculpture, and I said, "Oh, have you?" And she said, "Yes." She said, "And I'm holding Mummy's hand," and that was so important for that little girl to to have that sort of three dimensional object really, of her really holding her Mummy's hand. She didn't remember making the object, and she didn't remember me, but she told me all about it.
0: That's a beautiful story, and I imagine there are a lot more like that, Roz.
1: Yeah, we we do have a lot of um, lovely stories of patients coming in. I've I've got one at the moment where a little girl came in with uh, the rest of her family and siblings. They made a vase several years ago. And now this little girl is going on to secondary school and things are a little bit more difficult again. Memories are coming up. It's a transition in her life. And so the family have come back and the little girl is making a vase in her own right. And uh, the family are making other objects. And again, it's allowing that space to discuss the person who died in her family.
0: So there's something really important about that, isn't there, about the idea that this is not, not necessarily a one-off, it, it sort of reflects the process that patients and families go through, through that palliative care journey, through the, through the end of life and through bereavement, that that support is there for them, wherever they need it where even if it's two three years on
1: absolutely it's it's long term we're here even if it's just for a phone call or to inquire about something we're here
0: thank you Um, if you if you could kind of sum up what the real benefits of that that creative therapies work is for you for you and for bethan what would you say
1: well i think that i think it's it's multifaceted I think sometimes for a family, it's actually getting them through the door of the hospice. I think that can be an important thing in showing them that it's not a scary place. They come to a lovely sunny room, as you mentioned before. They sit around and do a really lovely activity. I think it gets families very aware of who understands what and uh, how they're feeling, because obviously these processes don't go in a straight line. They then have a space in the week for that to continue. Um, So they come back the following week, maybe with more thoughts, and they all know that they've got this special space. I had one lady a few years ago who was actually quite suspicious of the process. She brought the children because somebody had told her it would be a good thing to do, Um, but she wasn't sure for the first week or two. But the children were very keen to come and use the space a lot to talk about. Actually, it was a grandparent um, who had died and um, the one child uh, used to get quite upset afterwards and we had a little bit of problems at home and in school and the mum rang me up and we talked it all through and actually what it was happening is he was actually dealing with what was happening because he was being given the space to talk about it and those thoughts were difficult and at the very end of the process I got uh, card from the from the mum saying and now I understand I understand why we did it and what a health it had been and uh, we often say to them when the family's finished keep that space going, you found it on a Monday evening four till five or four till six or six weeks keep it going as long as you all need it, you know, you know go to McDonald's do whatever it is but keep that space going and that's found to be a helpful thing as
0: well. That's brilliant thank you so much Ros, that's um, some really moving Stories in there, and just really shows the value of, of the work that you do. I guess. I guess what what I'm wondering, how on earth you manage that during COVID? Because obviously, uh, a lot of the services at the hospice weren't people weren't able to come in for them. So, so how have you managed that? Well,
1: we set up Zoom for patients, carers, and bereaved during COVID because we couldn't have face-to-face classes or activities we actually felt that it would be a short-term thing but even though now things are opening up again it's part of the furniture we are going to keep these classes going so we offer five or six classes a week and the patients attend online for up to six sessions and they get to do a range of activities we send ready-made ceramics out to them and we send card-making and watercolours. And we have a lovely, intimate session. There's three patients in each session with a facilitator. Sessions allow the patients, carers or bereaved to talk to each other, so it's that peer support again. It gives them a little break in their day. And we've also found that some of these people who've, in, who've become part of the, the Zoom community um, in creative arts wouldn't have been able to attend face to face maybe they couldn't leave their person that they're caring for maybe they're too poorly to actually make the journey um, or they just can't get the transport whatever the reason is so it's actually opened things up for people that
0: perhaps we couldn't have reached before that's fantastic so so what happened during covid was not all bad it it's it enabled you to to think about doing things in different ways that's, that's meant you can reach more people. Absolutely. And
1: we, you know, we've learned as we've gone along, but we feel we've got quite a, a sort of tight set of activities now. And patients, once they've painted their ceramics, they send their box back. We fire the ceramics and post it back to them. And it works really, really well.
0: That's fantastic, Roz. Thank you so much for chatting with me today and for explaining the work that you do, which is clearly incredibly valuable for patients and families over a long period of their lives. Thank you.
1: Thank you.